The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. The middle of the week is a good time to pray. Hey, it's always a good time to pray. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Wednesday, August 25th, 2021, Wednesday of the 21st week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's Liturgical Year B, Cycle 1. Wednesday is a day to pray the glorious mysteries of the Rosary. And today is the optional memorial of St. Louis, King of France. He was the ninth of his name, born at Poissy, France in 1214. At the age of 12, he lost his father and his mother became regent of the kingdom. In 1234, he married Margaret. And two years later, he took the reins of government into his own hands. In 1238, he headed a crusade in which he fell a prisoner among the Mohammedans. But a truce was concluded and he was set free and returned to France. In 1267, he again set out for the east at the head of a crusade, but in 1270, he was stricken by the pestilence at the siege of Tunis, and after receiving the last sacraments, St. Louis, King of France, died. St. Louis, King of France, patron of tertiaries, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. Lord Jesus, I unite myself to your perpetual, unceasing, universal sacrifice. I offer myself to you every day of my life and every moment of every day according to your most holy and adorable will. Since you have been the victim of my salvation, I wish to be the victim of your love. Accept my desire, take my offering, and graciously hear my prayer. Let me live for love of you. Let me die for love of you. Let my last heartbeat be an act of perfect love. Amen. And with Pope Francis, we pray for the Church that she may receive from the Holy Spirit the grace and strength to reform herself in the light of the Gospel. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the Gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. The Lord today speaks about hypocrisy the hypocrisy of the scribes and Pharisees that seem to be obsessed with an exterior appearance over outer rituals and not really about deeper realities within them. And the analogy that our Lord gives is readily understandable for us. He, he says that they are like whitewashed tombs full of dead men's bones. Okay, I get it, uh, Lord. You, you know, you're trying to tell us that we can't stay on appearances, and I suppose we could reflect now on the danger of hypocrisy and the danger of lacking unity of life. But perhaps a little bit of context might help us to understand why the Lord uses the 
image of tombs or the analogy of tombs. Now, although the people of Israel had been influenced by the Greek culture and the Roman culture in many practices, they didn't readily adopt the burial traditions of these cultures, which typically involved uh, cremation. Instead, they zealously maintained the tradition of burial. So the person, the dead person, had to be buried as soon as possible, and the Jews didn't practice embalming like the, like the Egyptians did. They, they did, however, um, put spices and aromatic ointments, you know, on dead bodies, like, like in the case of Jesus in the tomb, right, just to avoid unpleasant odors. So they kept it pretty simple, unlike other cultures that used a lot of ornament, ornamentation and artwork and stuff, but they would hollow out, um, out of different rock formations, a tomb. This is what they did with Jesus. And we know that the Jews annually would whitewash tombs shortly before the Passover. So this whitewashing uh, was not to make them pretty. It was simply made them, the tombs more, more visible. Help, and it helped to avoid people from brushing against them. Because if you did, if you touched a tomb, well, then you incurred legal uncleanness for seven days. And this was stipulated by Moses in the book of Numbers. And it, well, it, was, it was like a warning sign. You know, that's why you saw this white tomb and you knew, okay, you know, because otherwise, you know, uh, whatever, moss and stuff would grow. And so these, we can picture them now. They must have been like in the sunlight, like sparkling, radiant white stones and, uh, and really helped people to avoid just touching them, right? So any Jew, especially a priest who was in contact with the Holy vessels in the temple if they just happened upon a tomb even grazed it it was a big problem there you know they had to go through a whole purification process and and you know yeah so they had to do that now today we think about that and we think you know well we don't we don't have any problem going to a cemetery touching a tomb as we pray there we don't consider ourselves impure but the mosaic law had all these kinds of um, laws about the danger of becoming unclean, especially things that had to do with blood or bodies, uh, life and death, like like if you touched a corpse, of course, or anybody with leprosy, if you touched that person, or even a woman who, who had given birth, she was considered impure for eight days, uh, right? That's why she had to go to the temple to be purified. And, or even after a menstrual cycle, like it was like, you know, a lot of things made you impure. And now, like, why is that? We we don't consider these things making us impure. Why, why did the, why did the, the law insist on this? Why did God insist on this in, in with Moses in Mount Sinai? And of course, the Moses received this law governing their whole holiness, and it included all these kosher foods and. And uh, they had to administer the liturgy and the sanctuary because there was a standard of holiness, of ritual purity um, that was commensurate with their holy station. And that's why they had all these things they couldn't eat, like pork, they couldn't eat pork, stuff like that, right? So, so it's hard, however, for us to understand all these regulations for us today. Well, I read recently an analogy that can be helpful. One thing in our day that involves numerous regulations is the disposal of nuclear waste. And because of the danger posed by nuclear waste, of course, 
there are reams of rules governing how it is to be stored and moved, where it can be placed and all that. And, of course, for those who work with nuclear waste, there are all a multitude of rituals that govern their behavior, behavior uh, and, and how they have to deal with these unstable substances. And they have to wear hazmat suits and all that stuff. And even communities located near these nuclear power plants, like they are often oppose them vehemently because of the danger of radioactive uh, contamination. Right? But imagine if a new process were invented that would immediately detoxify nuclear waste. Just detoxify it. Right? I mean, that would revolutionize the attitudes and practices surrounding nuclear energy and all its byproducts. And all the old rules and regulations would no longer be necessary. But, of course, after a generation or two, people would become so accustomed to the freedom that such a solution would bring, they would not be able to appreciate all the uproar and fear that surrounded nuclear waste in previous generations. I imagine once, like, somebody finds a complete solution to covid and we no longer wear masks and all that. And years from now, people will wonder why, what the big deal was. And they'll understand it in some ways, but they, if they were very distant from it or not involved in it, right? They they might not completely appreciate it. Well, similarly, before the coming of Christ, who alone can conquer sin, the toxic nature of sin required drastic action to like contain it. And the law given to Moses spells out the danger and gives what you might call provisional measures to deal with the ravages caused by sin. They were like a stopgap. And that's why, you know, egregious lawbreakers, uh, uh, you know, those who really were contaminated by sin were expelled from the camp, from the community, lest they spread the contagion to others, right? And uh, those with, let's say, minor contamination, well, they had to go through this process of purification, like, like, like somebody who, who had touched a tomb, like they couldn't just go back to the community, they had to go through a long ritual. That's why they would whitewash those tombs to avoid people touching them. Right? And like the tabernacle in the tent of meeting, you know, that, that was like totally treated with protective awe and even anxiety. The same anxiety that was surrounding a nuclear reactor core right? uh, because it had a power with great potential good right yet it could prove deadly if if those accessing it uh, forgot the rules of engagement and uh, really um, what we can see here is that the story of Israel in the wilderness right, takes place of course well before a true remedy sin existed but as we do our prayer now with you Jesus we know you Lord Jesus you have come to conquer sin and you have given us this absolutely miraculous solution your cross was that purifying power that could detoxify us from sin detoxify sin itself and the dangerous nuclear waste uh, in our life and we know how your cross is applied to us when we go to confession. It's applied to us when we go to Mass. Especially when we go to confession, you know, when we're sincere, when we're transparent, even if our intentions in our work was contaminated by human respect or lack of rectitude, even if we exhibited signs of a hypocrisy or, or a lack of unity of life, 
the Lord will always forgive us. And we can have that confidence to always begin again. These whitewashed tombs that our Lord speaks about were a real reminder to the Jews not to touch. Just be careful. It's like a danger zone, like a, like a big sign. Be careful. Eh? And we have still dangers in our own environment. Eh? We live in a world, of course, that we love, that is created by God. But it, it, there are lots of dangers. And as we form our conscience in freedom, in generosity, we will identify with you, Lord, the dead men's bones, the occasions of sin, the temptations eh, that could that could uh, prevail at times. But let us never get discouraged. God always waits for us in confession. And if our friends have gotten used to that way of life, as like a, you know, not going to confession, well, it's a great apostolate for us to open up to them the infinite mercy of God and help them some way to see that we have this marvelous detoxifying solution, right? this true purification, which is divine mercy in the words of absolution, that healing balm of your love. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations you've communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. There's more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. 16 past the hour. We'll pray in just a few minutes. This is Daybreak. It's Wednesday of the 21st week in Ordinary Time, August 25th, 2021. I'm Paul Sadek, and this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. We join the entire church now in prayer. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and and my my mouth mouth will proclaim proclaim your praise. Come, let us worship before the Lord our Maker. Come, let us worship before the Lord our Maker. Come, let us sing to the Lord and shout with joy to the rock who saves us. Let us approach him with praise and thanksgiving and sing joyful songs to the Lord. Come, let us worship before the Lord our Maker. The Lord is God, the mighty God, the great King over all the gods. He holds in his hands the depths of the earth and the highest mountains as well. He made the sea, it belongs to him. The dry land too, for it was formed by his hands. Come, let us worship before the Lord our Maker. Come then, let us bow down and worship, bending the knee before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God, and we are his people. The flock he shepherds. Come, let us worship before the Lord our Maker. 
Today listen to the voice of the Lord. Do not grow stubborn as your fathers did in the wilderness. When at Meribah and Massah they challenged me and provoked me, although they had seen all of my works. Come, let us worship before the Lord our Maker. Forty years I endured that generation. I said, they are a people whose hearts go astray, and they do not know my ways. So I swore in my anger, they shall not enter into my rest. Come, let us worship before the Lord our Maker. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us worship before the Lord our Maker. My God is the rock where I take refuge, my shield, my mighty help, my stronghold. The Lord is worthy of all praise. When I call, I am saved from my foes. The waves of death rose about me. The torrents of destruction assailed me. The snares of the grave entangled me. The traps of death confronted me. In my anguish, I called to the Lord. I cried to my God for help. From his temple, he heard my voice. My cry came to his ears. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it was, was in the beginning, beginning is now, and, and will be forever. forever. Amen. I love, I love you, Lord. You are my strength. strength. 
The Lord has saved me. He wanted me for his own. The Lord Lord has saved saved me. He He wanted me for his his own. Then the earth reeled and rocked. The mountains were shaken to their base. They reeled at his terrible anger. Smoke came forth from his nostrils and scorching fire from his mouth. Coals were set ablaze by its heat. He lowered the heavens and came down, a black cloud under his feet. He came enthroned on the cherubim. He flew on the wings of the wind. He made the darkness his covering, the dark waters of the clouds his tent. A brightness shone out before him with hailstones and flashes of fire. The Lord thundered in the heavens. The Most High let his voice be heard. He shot his arrows, scattered the foe, flashed his lightnings and put them to flight. The bed of the ocean was revealed. The foundations of the world were laid bare at the thunder of your threat, O Lord, at the blast of the breath of your anger. From on high he reached down and seized me. He drew me forth from the mighty waters. He snatched me from my powerful foe, from my enemies whose strength I could not match. They assailed me in the day of my misfortune, but the Lord was my support. He brought me forth into freedom. He saved me because he loved me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. The Lord Lord has saved me. He He wanted me for his own. Lord, kindle a light for my guidance, and scatter my darkness. Lord, kindle a light for my guidance, and scatter my darkness. He rewarded me because I was just, repaid me for my hands were clean, for I have kept the way of the Lord and have not fallen away, for his judgments are all before me. I have never neglected his commands. I have always been upright before him. I have kept myself from guilt. He repaid me because I was just, and my hands were clean in his eyes. You are loving with those who love you. You show yourself perfect with the perfect. With the sincere, you show yourself sincere, but the cunning you outdo in cunning. For you save a humble people, but humble the eyes that are proud. You, O Lord, are my lamp my God, who lightens my darkness. With you I can break through any barrier. With my God I can scale any wall. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord God, our strength and salvation, 
Put in us the flame of your love and make our love for you grow to a perfect love which reaches to our neighbor. Lord, kindle a light for my nights and scatter my darkness. All wondered at the words of grace which came from the mouth of the Lord. From the book of the prophet Jeremiah. This word of the Lord came to me. Go, cry out this message for Jerusalem to hear. I remember the devotion of your youth, how you loved me as a bride, following me in the desert, in a land unsown. Sacred to the Lord was Israel, the first fruits of his harvest. Should anyone presume to partake of them, evil would befall him, says the Lord. Listen to the word of the Lord, O house of Jacob, all you clans of the house of Israel. Thus says the Lord, What fault did your fathers find in me, that they withdrew from me, went after empty idols, and became empty themselves? They did not ask, Where is the Lord who brought us up from the land of Egypt, who led us through the desert, through a land of wastes and gullies, through a land of drought and darkness, through a land which no one crosses, where no man dwells? When I brought you into the garden land to eat its goodly fruits, you entered and defiled my land. You made my heritage loathsome. The priests asked not, Where is the Lord? Those who dealt with the law knew me not. The shepherds rebelled against me. The prophets prophesied by Baal and went after useless idols. Therefore will I yet accuse you, says the Lord, and even your children's children I will accuse. Pass over to the coast of the Kittim and see. Send to Kedar and carefully inquire, Where has the like of this been done? Does any other nation change its gods? Yet they are, yet they are not gods at all. But my people have changed their glory for useless things. Be amazed at this, O heavens, and shudder with sheer horror, says the Lord. Two evils have my people done. They have forsaken me the source of living waters. They have dug themselves cisterns, broken cisterns, that hold no water. Long ago you broke your yoke, you tore off your bonds. I will not serve, you said. On every high hill, under every green tree, you gave yourself to harlotry. I had planted you a choice vine, a fully tested stock, how could you turn out obnoxious to me, a spurious vine? Though you scour it with soap and use much lye, the stain of your guilt is still before me, says the Lord God. How can you say, I am not defiled, I have not gone after the Baals? Consider your conduct in the valley, recall what you have done. A frenzied she-camel coursing near and far, breaking away toward the desert, snuffing the wind in her ardor. Who can restrain her lust? No beast need tire themselves seeking her. In her month they will meet her. Stop wearing out your shoes and parching your throat. But you say no use, no. I love these strangers and after them I must go. 
The word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. I planted you a choice vine, sprung from the soundest stock. Now you have turned into a vine degenerate and repulsive to me. So the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people who will produce a rich harvest. I looked for justice, and I saw only bloodshed, for righteousness, and I heard only a cry of distress. So the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people who will produce a rich harvest. A reading from an instruction by St. Columban, Abbot. My dear brethren, listen to my words. You're going to hear something that must be said. You quench your soul's thirst with drafts of the divine fountain. I now wish to speak of this. Revive yourself, but do not extinguish your thirst. Drink, I say, but do not entirely quench your thirst. For the fountain of life, the fountain of love calls us to him and says, Whoever thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Understand well what you drink. Jeremiah would tell us, the fountain of life would himself tell us, for they abandoned me. The fountain of living water, says the Lord. The Lord himself, our God Jesus Christ, is the fountain of life. And accordingly, he invites us to himself as to a fountain that we may drink. Whoever loves him drinks him. He drinks who is filled with the word of God. He drinks who loves him fully and really desires him. He drinks who is on fire with the love of wisdom. Consider the source of the fountain. Bread comes down to us from the same place, since the same one is the bread and the fountain, the only begotten Son, our God, Christ the Lord, for whom we should always hunger. We may even eat him out of our love for him and devour him out of desire, longing for him eagerly. Let us drink from him as from a fountain, with an abundance of love. May we drink him with the fullness of desire, and may we take pleasure in his sweetness and savor. For the Lord is sweet and agreeable. Rightly, then, let us eat and drink of him, yet remain ever hungry and thirsty, since he is our food and drink, but can never be wholly eaten and consumed. Though he may be eaten, he is never consumed. One can drink of him, and he is not diminished, because our bread is eternal, and our fountain is sweet and everlasting. Hence the prophet says, You who thirst, go to the fountain. He is the fountain for those who are thirsty, but are never fully satisfied. Therefore he calls to himself the hungry whom he raised to a blessed condition elsewhere. They were never satisfied in drinking. The more they drank the greater their thirst. It is right, brothers, that we must always long for, seek, and love the word of God on high, the fountain of wisdom. According to the apostles' words, all the hidden treasures of wisdom and knowledge are in him, and he calls the thirsty to drink. If you thirst, drink of the fountain of life. If you are hungry, eat the bread of life. Blessed are they who hunger for this bread and thirst for this fountain, for in so doing they will desire even more to eat and drink. For what they eat and drink is exceedingly sweet, 
and their thirst and appetite for more is never satisfied. Though it is ever tasted, it is ever more desired. Hence the prophet king says, Taste and see how sweet, how agreeable is the Lord. Jesus stood up and cried out, If If anyone anyone thirsts, thirsts, let him come come to me and and drink. Streams of living water will flow from the heart of whoever believes in me. If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Let us pray. O God, who caused the minds of the faithful to unite in a single purpose, grant your people to love what you command and to desire what you promise, that amid the uncertainties of this world our hearts may be fixed on that place where true gladness is found. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. It's 21 minutes before the hour. We've got the Gospel of the Day in conversation with God and morning prayer still to come on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Wednesday of the 21st week in Ordinary Time, August 25th, 2021. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord addresses the problem of hypocrisy from the 23rd chapter of the Gospel of Matthew. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you are like whitewashed tombs, which outwardly appear beautiful, but within they are full of dead men's bones and all uncleanness. So you also outwardly appear righteous to men, but within you are full of hypocrisy and iniquity. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you build the tombs of the prophets and adorn the monuments of the righteous, saying, If we had lived in the days of our fathers, we would not have taken part with them in shedding the blood of the prophets. Thus you witness against yourselves that you are sons of those who murdered the prophets. Fill up, then, the measure of your fathers. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. More at RelevantRadio.com. All of the daily Mass readings are on the Relevant Radio app. Now, if we're following Christ, our work, whether it be mechanic, secretary, executive, has to be more than a way of just putting food on the table. Today is reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 4, Ordinary Time. Work is a gift from God and a great benefit for man, even though it bears the mark of a bonum arduum in the terminology of St. Thomas. It is not only good in the sense that it is useful or something to be enjoyed, it is also good as being something worthy. That is to say, something that corresponds to man's dignity, that expresses this dignity and increases it. A life without work is deformative, and through work, man becomes more a human being, more dignified and more noble if he carries it out as God intends he should. 
Work is a consequence of the divine command to mankind to subdue the world. This task, which became arduous through original sin, is the hinge of our holiness and the supernatural and human means whereby we bring Christ with us and do good to all. It is, as it were, the backbone of the human race, that which sustains all aspects of life and through which we work out our own sanctification and that of others. An incorrect attitude to our daily work, a wrong emphasis in the meaning we give to our professional occupation can have an effect on our entire life, including in our relationship with God. That is why we readily appreciate the evils that accrue from laziness, from things badly done or only half-finished. The tool that lies unused, its edge dulled by rust, becomes blunt and worthless. But put to use, it is much more valuable and pleasing and becomes as bright as silver. So too, land which is allowed indefinitely and carelessly to lie fallow produces nothing good, only coarse grasses, weeds, thistles, and worthless trees. But land that is cultivated or properly tended is rich with pleasant fruits. In a word, all beings are ruined by neglect and are improved by being put to use according to their natures. In man's case, this means through work. St. Paul in the first reading today at Mass reminds the Christians of Thessalonica how he behaved while he was preaching among them. You remember our labor and toil, brethren. We work night and day that we might not burden any of you. And later on in his second letter he says, You yourselves know how you ought to imitate us. We were not idle when we were with you. We did not eat anyone's bread without paying. But with toil and labor we work night and day, that we might not burden any of you. With this example, the Holy Spirit has given us a clearly defined rule of behavior. If anyone will not work, let him not eat. Today, in the peace and repose of our prayer, we have to bear in mind that God expects from us the same spirit of industriousness and hard work which we observe among those early Christians. One of the very early patristic writings has left us this admirable testimony. Let everyone who comes to you in the name of the Lord be received, but after testing him you will know him, for you know right and wrong. If the one who comes to you is a traveler, help him as much as you can, but he shall not remain with you more than two or three days unless there is need. If he wishes to settle among you and is a craftsman, let him work and eat. If he has no trade, Provide according to your conscience, so that no Christian shall live among you idle. If he does not agree to do this, he is trading on the name of Christ. Beware of such men. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Thirteen before the hour, let's pray. We join the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia.
O Lord, in your light we see light itself. O Lord, Lord, in your light we see light itself. Sin speaks to the sinner in the depths of his heart. There is no fear of God before his eyes. He so flatters himself in his mind that he knows not his guilt. In his mouth are mischief and deceit. All wisdom is gone. He plots the defeat of goodness as he lies on his bed. He has set his foot on evil ways. He clings to what is evil. Your love, O Lord, reaches to heaven, your truth to the skies. Your justice like God's mountain, your judgments like the deep. To both man and beast you give protection. O Lord, how precious is your love. My God, the sons of men find refuge in the shelter of your wings. They feast on the riches of your house. They drink from the stream of your delight. In you is the source of life, and in your light we see light. Keep on loving those who know you, doing justice for upright hearts. Let the foot of the proud not crush me, nor the hand of the wicked cast me out. See how the evildoers fall? Flung down, they shall never arise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as as it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Lord, you are the source of unfailing light. Give us true knowledge of your mercy, so that we may renounce our pride and be filled with the riches of your house. O Lord, in your light we see light itself. O God, you are great and glorious. We marvel at your power. O God, you are great and glorious. We marvel at your power. Strike up the instruments, a song to my God with timbrels. Chant to the Lord with cymbals. Sing him a new song, exalt and acclaim his name. A new hymn I will sing to my God. O Lord, great are you and glorious, wonderful in power and unsurpassable. Let your every creature serve you, for you spoke and they were made. You sent forth your spirit and they were created. No one can resist your word. The mountains to their bases and the seas are shaken. The rocks, like wax, melt before your glance. But to those who fear you, you are very merciful. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as as it it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. O God, you are great and glorious. We marvel at your power. Exalt in God's presence with hymns of praise. Exalt in God's presence with hymns of praise. All peoples, clap your hands. Cry to God with shouts of joy. For the Lord, the Most High, We must fear, great king over all the earth. 
He subdues peoples under us and nations under our feet. Our inheritance, our glory, is from Him, given to Jacob out of love. God goes up with shouts of joy. The Lord goes up with trumpet blast. Sing praise for God. Sing praise. Sing praise to our King. Sing praise. God is King of all the earth. Sing praise with all your skill. God is King over the nations. God reigns on His holy throne. The princes of peoples are assembled with the people of Abraham's God. The rulers of the earth belong to God. To God, all who reigns over all. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. God, King of all peoples and all ages, it is your victory we celebrate as we sing with all the skill at our command. Help us always to overcome evil by good, and we may rejoice in your triumph forever. Exalt in God's presence with hymns of praise. A reading from the Book of Tobit Do to no one what you yourself dislike. Give to the hungry some of your bread, and to the naked some of your clothing. Seek counsel from every wise man. At all times, bless the Lord God and ask Him to make all your paths straight and to grant success to all your endeavors and plans. The Word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. Incline my heart according to, to your will, O God. Incline my heart according to your will, O God. Speed my steps along your path, according to your will, O God. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Incline my heart according to your will, O God. Show us your mercy, Lord. Remember your holy covenant. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, 
and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Show us your mercy, Lord. Remember your holy covenant. Let us give thanks to Christ and offer him continual praise, for he sanctifies us and calls us his brothers. Lord, help Help your your brothers to grow in holiness. With single-minded devotion, we dedicate the beginnings of this day to the honor of your resurrection. May we make the whole day pleasing to you by our works of holiness. Lord, help Help your your brothers to grow in holiness. As a sign of your love, you renew each day for the sake of our well-being and happiness. Renew us daily for the sake of your glory. Lord, help Help your your brothers to grow in holiness. Teach us today to recognize your presence in all men. Especially in the poor and in those who mourn. Lord, help Help your your brothers to grow in holiness. Grant that we may live today in peace with all men. Never rendering evil for evil. Lord, help Help your your brothers to grow in holiness. With the longing for the coming of God's kingdom, let us offer our prayer to the Father. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. God our Savior, hear our morning prayer. Help us to follow the light and live the truth. In you we have been born again as sons and daughters of light. May we be your witness before all the world. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Morning Air is up next. I'm Paul Sadek. Let's do this again tomorrow morning at 4 a.m. Central or on the app. In the meantime, you go out and make this a great day and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.